T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All righty. Welcome, loves. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. And uh, we're talking about uh, the famous people with whom you have come into contact. And I am stunned at the number of people who've come into contact with very famous people, but I'm also stunned by the scope of celebrity that you guys have actually encountered. John Wayne, and I'm sorry, I just cannot get over a guy sitting next to John Wayne at an airport having seen his movies and not recognizing John Wayne. I'm not really good with faces, but I'm pretty sure I would have known John Wayne was there, or in our era, uh, Bradley Cooper. I would absolutely know. Hey, you're Bradley Cooper, but I wouldn't talk movies with him. I, it's just, it's just not something you do because everybody wants to talk movies. And I think John Wayne probably appreciated the conversation that didn't mention any of his movies more than anything about his movies. That guy could have said that John Wayne has probably heard or had probably heard a million times before. So, uh, your close encounters with uh, celebrity. If you go to WBEN.com, there's a story about a uh, Bills fan who uh, basically traveled with Sean McDermott. I suppose there's worse travel partners, like me, for example. Uh, here is, uh, obviously, here is uh, John in uh, Hamburg. You're on WBEN. Hello. Hi, Tom. It's John from Reset the Vinyl, and I'm not calling to plug our show at, uh, at Canal Fest tonight. Um I actually had the opportunity uh, about six or seven years ago to perform on stage with Denny Lane from Paul McCartney and Wings. Oh, you're the second person to mention Denny Lane. We had a caller the first couple of hours who uh, was pretty close to Denny Lane. Yeah, so it turned out he, back in the 80s, after his tenure with with Wings, he wrote uh, a rock musical. It was called Arctic Song, and it was basically an early attempt to bring environmental concerns to the public, and it was a... It was about, you know, how we're, you know, kind of destroying the environment and, and ruining the beauty of the environment. So he, he demoed this thing out, and, and uh, years later, uh, a colleague and friend of mine who is a, a well-respected local recording engineer and producer uh, had made contact with Danny through channels and gotten to know him pretty well and convinced him that we should, um, we should take those demos and sort of, you know, finalize them and, and put together – uh, a live performance of the music because he really wanted to pitch a Broadway musical and we thought it would be a good stepping stone, you know, to get him to maybe get some funding for us. So we actually performed, we rehearsed with some uh, some great local musicians. We performed the show uh, actually down to Fredonia State where I work uh, and some of the college students in the music department there actually were part of the show. They, they performed on strings and wind instruments and some background vocal work 
and it was a really it was a lot of fun. He was really awesome to work with. It was very very cool, and we stayed in contact for a couple of years. I I mixed one of his live shows at the Sportsman's uh, after that. Um, unfortunately, he was not able to materialize the funding he needed for the uh, the Broadway musical, but um, it was a really really cool experience. Yeah, I mean, again, you're the second person to uh, mention Denny Lane and uh, the Arctic thing, which I think is kind of strange. I mean, Denny Lane is I not. Yeah, I obviously missed that call from whoever called before. I was probably someone that was associated with the show that I knew. Uh, actually, I think it was a lady named Kathy, whose brother is Diane English's. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that that one. Yeah, I don't know if that. Richie English. Richie English actually uh, uh, sort of arranged a lot of the music for the for the final performance, so that would make sense. Yeah, I think that was her son uh, that she mentioned, okay. the composer. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. kind of get lost with the genealogy here, but uh, so yeah. uh, obviously, I mean, you guys are playing at uh, Canal Fest tonight, and uh, that's reset to vinyl. I know you guys go on at eight o'clock. I I hope to uh, swing up there, but I'm definitely going to Uber because I just can't stay in the parking. It's it's crazy up there, but we're looking, the weather's holding up. It looks like it'll be a fun night. Uh, please stop by and say hi. Well, uh, we'll see how things go. Uh, obviously, you are aware of the situation, so we'll see how things go. Understood. <laughs> Thanks very much, John. All right, man. Uh, you thank take you. Take care. You too. Thanks. All right. Uh, another person mentioning uh, Denny Lane. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Here is uh, John on WBEN. John, the uh, famous uh, people or, or famous person with whom you've come into contact. Uh, for me, um, I grew up with him because my dad taught him at the age of 16. It was uh, Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, now you got me. All right, okay. And I got a couple other stories about my dad. He used to work at Melody Fair and do a lot of openings for, um, he opened for Liberace. He opened for Johnny Cash. He opened up for Fats Domino. And uh, it's, you know, he saw a lot of people and got a lot of, you know, 8x10s and was well respected in the, the Western New York community as a good opening act for, uh, for a lot of uh, good big name shows. So did, did he actually get, like, uh, to meet Johnny Cash? Yeah, yeah, he opened for Johnny Cash and sat back there, um, I guess. Uh, I don't know the year because, you know, my dad's been passed away for a little bit. But um, just hearing all the stories, I got signed 8 by 10s from Johnny Cash. Uh, like I said, Liberace, uh, Fats Domino. Fats Domino even uh, cooked for him some um, jambalaya, I guess, uh, wow. somewhere at a, at, at, a, at, a, at a house or a hotel or something, yeah. Well, that, that's pretty cool. I mean, B.B. King invited me backstage to have chicken wings with him, and I was like 17 years old, and I was so intimidated. And even though the station was a 1,000-watt daytime station, oh, I, I've got to get this uh, interview back and get it on the air at the uh, Imperial Garage on uh, 3rd Street, Niagara Falls, way back when. But your dad, uh, a very funny guy, Johnny Maine, I still remember parts of his bit, and I can't repeat them on the air because they were super funny. <laughs> Yeah, do you know? You remember um, Edgar Bergen? Uh, yeah, of course. Well, Edgar Bergen gave up. Uh, he got promoted out of Toronto uh, one time. My dad was performing in New York City, so my dad went to visit him, introduced himself, and he was just starting up in the ranks. And uh, uh, Edgar Bergen blew off a big uh, primetime movie spot to go see my dad 
and my dad found it out uh, in like 2004 from the producer up in Toronto and he found out that Bergen blew him off and stiffed him for a lot of money in a big uh, premiere up in uh, New York City to go see my dad perform. Man, who does that? I don't know. I got a lot of stories, you know. My dad was like an icon up there, you know. Uh, what was the other one? Otto and George? Yep, Otto and George. Otto and George was kind of a, like, they weren't really known in the ventriloquist community. Like, um, my dad my dad taught Jeff Dunham when he was 16 years old. Otto and George only got famous because of Howard Stern, and uh, they, he, he wasn't really that good. And uh, he, was, he was just a, you know, a radio person. Now, see, I, th- you know, I thought Otto and George were, I thought they were funny as hell. I mean, he was funny yeah, as hell. Yeah, I mean, that was the only way, in in real life. I guess the, that that gentleman was a had some really issues, mental issues, and he he wasn't really a good ventriloquist, and he wasn't even looked up in the ventriloquist community. Um, he didn't attend any of the conventions. I mean, I went there, never even knew who he was until Howard Stern, um, and like Jeff Dunham, I grew up with him. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of famous people, like the new guy Terry Fader, that just um, uh, won America's Got Talent. Darcy Lynn that just won America's Got Talent. I have all these people's contacts because of, you know, who my dad was and what a what a swell guy he was. And he would always go above and beyond to, you know, help people, critique them, um, and always re- lend a hand. Even to this day at the convention, still in Fort Mitchell, Kentucky, he's still like an icon there. So do you have his dummies? Uh, a lot of them are at the museum. I donated them. Uh, David Copperfield has five. I have one. And there's some other little stragglers around the the country that uh, I I got permission to sell uh, when he passed. Now, that's pretty cool. Thanks very much, uh, John, in Florida. Uh, Yeah, his uh, dad was a ventriloquist by the name of Johnny Main, active uh, for many years here in western New York. Uh, And obviously uh, got a chance to uh, hobnob with some famous people, get some autographs. But uh, his dad seems to be the one who had the contact. Here is uh, Phyllis in Boston. You are on WBEN. Hello. Hey, Tom. Um, so I have a couple stories. Actually, that's three, but I'm going to keep it to a couple good ones. Um, Bob Dylan was playing at uh, a lot of the fairgrounds um, in the country, and he played at the Hamburg Fairgrounds, I think, about 15 years ago. And um, after the concert, there was a snow fence. Um, of course, it was all out in the field where the horses race. And um, there was a snow fence um, separating the fans from um, the back of you know the uh, area where Bob got off the stage well he got off stage and all the fans were up there and holding albums and autographs and stuff and if you know anything about bob dylan i'm sure you do he's not real fan orientated um he ended up coming over to all the fans that were standing in line and um he had a big cowboy hat on he always wears cowboy shoes boots rather and um I was standing there and, you know, I said something stupid, like, I love you or something. And, uh, <laughs> and, um, he said, anybody got a beer, man? <laughs> and this one guy behind me popped open a, a can of, I don't know, some Labatt's or something and handed it to him and he started drinking it. I thought that was the coolest thing. I have some really cool pictures of him and his band. So he did come over to the uh, fans. Another one was, I was uh, extra in the, um, natural and um the buffalo snooze was complaining about um robert redford not being really cordial to the fans and um probably three four days after that he started getting a little bit more friendly to the fans and uh, another snow fence situation there was a snow fence separating he was just coming out of the dugout 
And I said, hey, Robert, can I get a picture with you? And he was walking away, and then he turned around. I, I looked really cool because I had my mother's 1940s um, hat on and really cool scarf and a really cool a jacket. And uh, he came over to me, and my sister had a nice 35-millimeter camera with a nice long lens. She took a picture of me, and cool. um, I have this most beautiful picture of him and I. Um, I well, that's some rumors I was pregnant with my son. I, I'm just teasing. <laughs> Jeez. No, that that's super cool. I mean, that was back in, uh, what, 1984, The Natural. Yeah, You're the second extra who called in from The uh, Natural. The first one was a guy who uh, had his mustache shaved at home plate. Mm-hmm. Were you there when that happened? No, I, I wasn't. We were extras where, you know, cardboard fans were, you know, they had the cardboard people. Yes, And yes. we were just extras for the noise and stuff. But, of course, they had to co-mingle and, you know, mingle with, uh, you know, the, I'm, I'm, I'm that way. I like to see, you know, celebrities. I just am. Um, I have a ton of pictures of, you know, different people. But another one was I went to. Well, hold on. Hold on a minute. I got I to gotta put you on hold. I'm still amazed that Bob Dylan actually walked over and talked to people because he uh, is not a very cordial fellow. Uh, last time I saw him at Shays, I've told you this before, he hid behind the piano for most of the performance. Didn't even see him. I saw the piano. And I want to thank John from uh, Reset to Vinyl uh, for not plugging his show at uh, Canal Fest tonight. Let's go to uh, uh, Phyllis in Boston, the lady who uh, got up close and personal with Bob Dylan, told Bob Dylan that she loved him but uh, <laughs> did not did not proffer him the beer the dude near him, uh, near her uh, gave Mr. Dylan the beer. So, uh, you, you, you've got one other one. Yeah, one other one. Paul McCartney and Wings were playing in Toronto and a bunch of us took a bus, neighborhood bus, to see um, them and all our cars were, not our cars, but the bus was parked where all the buses were. Well, unbeknownst to me, um, the band's buses were all back there. Well, out of nowhere, we're, you know, having a couple beers after the concert, drinking and stuff, you know, waiting for the bus driver to get ready and all of us to pile in. Um, a big limousine, big black limousine comes driving by. And of course, all the fans started chasing the limousine and I, and everybody was just holding up peace signs. And uh, I got real close. I didn't have my camera at that time, but just the memory is enough for me. There in the back seat was Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney sweating because he just got off stage. Both of them were sweating. Her hair was dripping and they had a big bottle of champagne in a little, you know, ice bucket. And they were waving all to the fans. I'll never forget that day. That was like the highlight of seeing a Beatle. Wow, that that is pretty yeah. cool. Well, when he played Buffalo in uh, what September of 2015, I believe it was, uh, he called a young lady from uh, I think Eden, New York, up on stage, wow. and it it wow. had to be one of the great moments uh, of of her life. And uh, yeah. yeah, I, I Ro- Ronald Reagan came uh, to Buffalo. I forgot when um, in the 70s, and. Um, uh, he was on Delaware Avenue, and I said, um, Mr. President, and I w- went over, and I had a nice camera at the time, film camera, took a beautiful picture of him, um, and uh, he waved to me, and it looked like he was looking right at me. So I, I've got some uh, celebrity, you know, I, I don't haunt them or hunt them. I, it seems like things just kind of come to me natural, naturally. So it, it well, worked out well. I, yeah. it, if you called him Mr. President, it was in the 80s. Okay, yes. Well, what else would you call him? <laughs> yeah, well, b- b- before he was president, it would be, I guess, uh, Mr. Governor. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. I, uh, I appreciate right, the call. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, when Reagan came to uh, Buffalo, I think uh, Jimmy Griffin and uh, the mayor walked together up one of the major thoroughfares uh, in, in Buffalo, quite a moment. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Some very early Kenny Rogers. All righty, it is uh, Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN 536 talking to you about the uh, famous people you've actually had a chance to meet uh, from Robert Kennedy to, uh, well, kind of Bob Dylan, kind of Bob Dylan, Bob Seeger, definitely in the mix. Um, Pete Townsend and John Entwistle of The Who, that was in the first hour. And uh, Guy's friend was taking a picture as as the two guys from The Who were peeing uh, at a private party. Um, they were not peeing in the party itself, of course, but in the men's room. 8.03, of course, in Pete Townsend's case, I'm not 100% on that. Uh, don't quote me. 803-0930, star 930, and uh, 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's get back to the calls, and it is Barbara in Lancaster. Barbara, you are on. Hello. Yes, hello, Tom. I'm really yes, enjoying love. this discussion. So I'm originally from New Jersey, close to New York City, and I frequently shopped in Manhattan. So back in... December of 1979, my sister and I were doing a little Christmas shopping. So we went to Saks Fifth Avenue to the men's department as she had a boyfriend looking for something. And we get on the elevator and bigger than life, shoulder to shoulder, I stood next to John Lennon. No. Yes. Yes. I, it was just like, the most amazing thing. I've told this story to friends of mine, and they just can't believe. We would talk about famous people that we met. I said, well, I think I, I can top you. It was unbelievable. So we get off the elevator. I was just, like, numb. And his, I believe it was a bodyguard that was with him. And he asked if we would like to officially meet him. 
Now, knowing that John and Yoko moved to New York to get away from the limelight, to have a quieter life, they wound up living in the Dakota, Greenwich Village. And I just said to the bodyguard, I said, you know, I would love to, but I said, just standing next to him is enough for me, and I want to honor his privacy. And he was there with one of his typical hats, and uh, it was just, just, so then one year later, December 8th, 1980, of course, he was shot down outside of the Dakota. Oh, my goodness. Of course, the Dakota's next to Central Park, not in Greenwich Village. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. He lived in several places, but that's right. It was one First Avenue, I believe, in um, Central Avenue. Yes. So it was quite the event. <laughs> I will never forget it. So we've had a Paul McCartney. I mean, nobody, nobody's brought up Ringo. Uh, n- nobody's brought up uh, George Harrison, but we've had Paul McCartney and, and John Lennon. So, uh, I, I mean, was there any conversation between you and John Lennon? You know, there wasn't. Again, Tom, I, my sister and I, we looked at each other, and I would have loved to, but I just, I said, you know, this man is just, he's been on stage all of his life, and I, I knew that he moved to, to New York to be a little bit more, um, have a quieter life, and I just, I remember that, and I, I chose to honor that. Well, if you want a quieter life, don't go to New York City. Go to Helena, Montana. I mean, come on. There you go. There you go. I mean, I, I look back on that, and now that I'm older, I said, you know, it would have been kind of cool, or even if we could have possibly gotten a picture together, I don't know. But, you know, I was a lot younger, and um, I think I would have been more daring back then. But anyway. So was, was Yoko with him, or was he solo just with the bodyguard? Just with the bodyguard. And, and where was the bodyguard on December 8, 1980? I know. Truly. Isn't that something, the irony of it? But it was just, it was just John and his bodyguard, my sister. And I don't believe there was anyone else in the elevator. It was just crazy. I mean, Saxon Avenue. But we were shoulder to shoulder. And he now, how, how was he dressed? Because when, when you're describing this uh, chance encounter with John Lennon yeah. uh, in the elevator, I'm just envisioning him in a white suit like from Abbey Road. What was he wearing? No, 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 no. You know what? As far as I can recall, it was jeans. He was famous for his leather jackets. Um, and, you know, I know he wore these certain hats. But if I'm not mistaken, he had like a fur hat on because it was winter. And he always wore his sunglasses because he had a, an eye condition, um, severe, I believe it was myopia and the lighting. and everything. So he would wear kind of shaded um, glasses. Yeah. But there was no mistaking, no mistaking who he was. Just well, that's that's super cool, and I can't believe the bodyguard said, "Would you like to officially meet John Lennon?" Yes. So, I mean, John Lennon must have said something to the bodyguard, like, "Hey, these are cool people. I want to meet them." <laughs> he was pro- he was probably offended that you said no. <laughs> Tom, don't tell me that. I <laughs> I just I cherish the moment, and uh, you know, it was. Just being there next to him was all I needed. And then, like I said, the irony that just pretty much almost one year later, he was gone. And I was devastated for, for a long, long time afterwards. It affected me tremendously. So, but yep. that's my 
free. No, that's that's great. A John Lennon meeting. Thank you very much, Barbara. I appreciate that. Wow. And any George Harrison meetings? Any? See, I mean, I know a guy who is good friends with Ringo, but uh, I don't think he's going to call in and tell stories because uh, that would be not cool. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Uh, talking about the uh, famous people that you have encountered. And again, I, I just, uh, I'm stunned at the uh, variety of famous people that you guys have actually encountered. And uh, frankly, in some cases, I'm just, uh, well, I'm not going to lie. I'm uh, I'm a little bit, a uh, little bit jealous. Let's get to uh, our next caller. It was Mark in uh, Chictawaga. You are on WBEN. Hello. Yes. Uh, this is going way, way back to the early 1950s. And I had the opportunity to meet the Cisco kid. Wow. You're going to have to explain that to a lot of people because uh, <laughs> that's like 1956 seasons, the Cisco kid. You, you got to explain that one. Well, he, I was uh, maybe six, seven years old at, this, at the at grade school, and he came to the, the, the school. I'm not sure exactly why it was. And uh, he was, you know, at that time he was the big uh, cowboy that everybody watched uh, on TV. And, you know, he was always doing, doing the right things, you know, at, and, you know, just exactly what, you know, I guess what parents want their kids to be watching at the time. Uh, Duncan Ronaldo was his name, correct? I have no idea what his name was. All I know, he was a Cisco kid. But do you have any pictures uh, of yourself with him, or just? I mean, yes. you got to keep in mind this was the era before cell phones, before everybody had a oh, camera yes. with them all the time. It uh, for some reason it it made the Buffalo News, and huh. uh, you know that he was visiting this school and stuff like that, and there was. Myself and some other uh, uh, girl student there, uh, he greeted us, and that's all I really, really remember about that meeting there. But it was a big deal at the time. Yeah, well, that goes back uh, a very, very long time. Thank you uh, very much. I got to admit, um, I've heard of the Cisco kid, but I couldn't tell you the first thing about the Cisco kid other than what I just looked up online. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Here is uh, Julie in Hamburg. Julie, you are on. Hello. Hi, Tom. Thank you for taking my call. I love you. I listen to you all the time. Oh, you're sweet. Um, You're single? Sorry. I'm sorry. You're on the air. Last year... We went to a concert in Canandaigua to see um, Alison Krauss and Robert Plant. And we were staying at a lovely hotel um, in Canandaigua. And um, I always do a late checkout. Well, evidently, Robert Plant does too. (laughs) So here I am checking out. And I turn, and there he is, checking out. (laughs) Wait, what store? Time out. What, What store was this again? You lost me. Um, it was at a hotel. So, okay, you're staying at a hotel in Canandaigua. Robert Plant is yeah. staying at the same hotel. Robert Plant, best known, of course, is the lead singer of Led Zeppelin. Yeah. And way back and when, the Honey Drippers. And he was checking out at the same time I was. How and, super um, cool is that? Did you have any, uh, any like, interaction with him? You're darn tootin'. I uh, got myself together because at first I couldn't speak. And I'm like, no, I got to take advantage of this uh, opportunity. 
And we had been, um, you know, we saw him the night before. So, but we had been cruising around in the lake listening to all his solo material. And one song really had stood out to me. And I told him that. I said I had become kind of just obsessed in love with the song, 29 Palms. And he went on to tell me that when he was in 29 Palms, California, he was with uh, Lana Miles. And that was kind of his, uh, his girl at the time. And he wrote it for her. And um, then uh, we got one of the workers to take a picture of us. And he was just really super nice. Wow. Now, I've seen recent pictures of Robert Plant, and uh, I'm going to be generous here. Time has not been especially kind to Robert Plant. He's an extremely tall man. Um, he's in physically fit, but yeah, he, he looked a little like he had just rolled out of bed. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It but, looks uh, like looks. I mean, his face kind of looks like an old road map, you know? I mean... I shouldn't judge anybody. I'm just I'm just saying that uh, life but in the fast lane. Sounds excellent. He still sounds wonderful, and uh, the concert was great. And that was just like the cherry on top of it all. And it was just it, yeah, I could I could barely talk. I had to so, really pull myself together. <laughs> so they were at. Uh, I presume they were playing CPAC. Yeah, CMAC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Allison uh, in him. Mm-hmm. Cool. Very awesome. Thank you very much. Great story. All right, Robert Plant. Wasn't expecting a Robert Plant call. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. The uh, celebrities with whom you have uh, rubbed elbows and, God forbid, possibly talked to, like uh, the lady there with Robert Plant. I don't even want to – I don't know what I would say to Robert Plant. I don't think I would bring up Stairway to Heaven. I'm, I'm pretty sure – Cashmere, I, I wouldn't bring it up. I don't think I'd talk about anything Led Zeppelin uh, because he's been asked that a million times. He's been told things a million times. You you want to come up with something new like, uh, hey, that's a great shirt. What label is that? Is that a diesel? Um, here is uh, Dan on WBEN. Hello. Um, hi. Um, I told the screener I'd go to the top two um, celebrities that I've met, and that's easy. Um in descending order, Gordon Lightfoot, who was one of the good guys, um, we drank at the Holiday Inn. And, well, um, okay, t- time out. What what era did you meet Gordon Lightfoot? Because he was not one of the good guys when I saw him at Melody Fair. He was a putz. Well, this I, I expect this would have been later because this would have been the 80s. Um, but, no, we were, he was a gentleman. We sat and drank and, uh, you know, commiserated. He was... He was half in the bag, but he was. But I still call him one of the good guys. Um, and um, of course, the most impressive celebrity and the biggest gentleman, greatest gentleman, was when I was about seven years old and I met Mo Howard. Um, my parents took me to the town casino for a children's matinee, and um, Mo, Larry, and Joe Dorito were there. And I wasn't having it. I stood in Mo's way and I said, "Where's Curly?" <laughs> and, and he told me in a way that he, he told me that he was genuinely good with kids. Oh, it's Curly's dead son. And, um, but I mean, a, a, I mean, a real gentleman, though, real gentleman. And um, that's, that's one I'll never forget. You know, I mean, really, there are other celebrities 
Well, you I, know, I've, I've, I've talked about this. I've talked about this before, and people hate me when I mention this. But the Three Stooges are absolutely lost on me. I, I just, I don't see, I don't see the comedic value. I know a lot of people do, but it's lost on me. You weren't watching them in the fifties, and um, understand for a kid my age at the time, you're watching something in black and white. You're not keyed into clothing, fashions, or, or cars. You, you don't, you don't know what, you, what decade. You're you're watching it all, and they were spanned a few decades anyway. Yes, but, they did. But you know, no teachers. When I was a kid, teachers and and clergy hated the Three Stooges. Hated that we were watching them. And um, I can tell you that. But you you had to be a kid. You know, I mean, you know, of course, I still watch them. And uh, I there there's something on online right now where. There are villagers in India who are watching classic comedies, including the Three Stooges, and they loved a Shemp um, wow. episode. And um, right, I got to yeah. move on. I I'm I'm glad you called, and uh, I guess you know we all have our taste in uh, comedy and stuff. But I just I never, even as a kid, I never got the Three Stooges. I gave them a chance, and then I would just change the channel and put on Gumby or something. So uh, let's see. The sidekick of the Cisco Kid was. Leo Carrillo, am I saying that name correctly? Uh, so says uh, Paul Cambria in a text to me on the phone. Let's go to uh, Charlie in Springville. Charlie, you're on WBEN. Uh, you're close encounter with greatness and fame. Well, when I was a young boy, probably 10 or 11 years old, a group of us uh, from the area rode our bikes up to the Buffalo airport. Uh, we had heard that the president was going to be visiting that morning. And, which, pre- uh, which president? Oh, that would have been LBJ. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, I was one of the taller people in line, and I, I reached over. They had like a snow fence there, uh, pardoning, coordinating us off and all whatever. But I, I reached over, and he shook my hand of LBJ. And I, for a long time, I wouldn't let anybody else shake my hand because I'd, I'd tell him, this hand once shook the hand of LBJ. And it was it was kind of a comical thing between us. But And then another time, uh, I was traveling uh, through um, – O'Hare International, and uh, uh, when I was sitting down reading the newspaper between flights, Slim Pickens yeah. sat down next to me, <laughs> and he was pr- primarily known as some of the cowboy routines years ago, but um, I think he was in blazing saddles, if I'm not mistaken. But anyways, we, we chatted, and I, I, I didn't uh, take too much of his time, but I said, I've, I've enjoyed your acting career, and it was great to see the actor in person, and he, uh, he said thank you, and we both basically went back to our reading, and it was just uh, one thing after another. And uh, a few years later, uh, my wife and I were visiting Las Vegas, and uh, Clint Eastwood um, was walking across the strip as I was driving down it. So oh, how I, cool. You know, actually, I, I, seen, I seen him in the street, and I, I kind of stopped. He wasn't really in a crosswalk, but I guess when you're Clint Eastwood, you can do whatever you want. But anyways, uh, yeah, I, uh, I recognized him, and I stopped, and I let him by. Um, if you ever drove the strip in uh, Las Vegas, it gets quite crowded with people. But anyway, well, it, certainly, ago, it certainly does. Yes, Slim Pickens was in uh, not only Blazing Saddles, but uh, Dr. Strangelove and a whole lot of other iconic movies. Oh, yeah, he was well-known in during that era, yeah. And then one time uh, I was ce- celebrating my birthday uh, at a bar on Walden Avenue. It was for teenagers, and it was somebody's uncle. I'm sure you'll remember the name of the bar, 
But anyways, uh, a guest uh, band was showing us. Tommy James and the Shondells was at this at this bar when when I was my 18th birthday celebrating. And oh, that's I, pretty cool. I, I didn't, although I didn't get to talk to him or anything. I oh, then that doesn't concert. that doesn't count. That doesn't count. Uh, th- <laughs> thank you, Charlie. Thank thank okay. you, man. I, I appreciate I appreciate the call. All right, a guy who shook LBJ's hand and uh, lived to tell about it. Uh, at least he didn't get picked up by the ears like uh, the dogs did. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.